Hello and welcome back to another episode of Every Westerns. Oh, mate, the podcast. And this is the first in what's going to be a little bit of weekly content in the build-up to my next charity run. And joining me are the two legends who took part in the previous charity run, the 28 Miles for Cancer or whatever we called it last year. I've got Phil Walton and Dean Oliver. Uh, before we go over to the boys, please like, rate, review, share us around and all that waffle. And there will be a link to the donation for the run in the comments when I release this podcast. Um, Dean, you signed in first, so let's say hello to you, mate. Uh, over there, people won't see it because it won't be a video, but you are adorned in some Everton football paraphernalia. How are you, mate? Yeah, it's only, it's only worn here because I daren't wear it outside the house. I'm, I'm, I'm all right, mate. Thank you. Yeah, all good. Good stuff. Phil Walton, um, I don't know. Are you the former uh, former co-host of Henry Weston's or are we still... There is still future content, but life has been busy for everyone, Phil, hasn't it? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I've fallen into the realm of guest. Um, <laughs> I think based on uh, based my lack of appearance, but yeah, good to be back. Great to, great to have you both back. And we're going to have a fun podcast. We're going to plug this charity run coming up, but we're going to talk. We're going to catch up and see how you boys have been since we ran together last December in the week before Christmas. We all went and did some running. Um, we have checked in with the WhatsApp group is still going strong. It's one of my, yeah. well, you know, it doesn't crop up often, but whenever the old charity run WhatsApp group has a ping, it's normally something humorous and does does make me chuckle and goes off on more than one tangent. Um, I've signed or I've created Kingsdown's tiny little backyard ultra to try and raise a bit of money for cancer research this year. Last year we did the run that I talked about Um me and Phil wanted to raise some money. We'd both lost our fathers recently to, to cancer. Um, Phil, um, we won't go about it too much, but if I can take you back to those dark December days last year, um, any reflections on that run uh, and and the sort of the period? I know we got together and talked about it, but when, when you think back to that run, what springs to mind, mate? Um. It, it's one of those things, isn't it? Um, I don't know if anybody on this podcast has run a marathon or anything before, but well, kind of, oh, you look interested. Me. Um, <laughs> but time dulls the pain, yeah, doesn't it? So, um, and actually, you put rose tinted spectacles on it, and I just look back on it with a great deal of affection. We had, um, uh, you know, yes, it was hard work. Yes, it was tiring, but we were running with our mates and actually more people came out of the woodwork than we possibly could have expected. Turning up at three in the morning, uninvited, not uninvited, unannounced is the word. They're all invited. Um, and yeah, it was just it was just cracking good fun um, and a good achievement. And it was a real pleasure not just to do the run, but afterwards there was a significant amount of money that we sent into various different directions and to have the the contact so i was i put a third of the money which was over a thousand pounds i sent that to uh the viking center the queen elizabeth uh mother queen mother hospital in margate and they were overwhelmed by that volume of money and the difference that that's going to make to patients so um yeah i look back on it yeah i think if i thought really hard about it and went back into the Henry Weston's old mate archives 
and listen to the podcast about how much we were hating each other and hating them run and how tired we sounded uh, it would more memories would come flooding back but I'm quite comfortable in my uh, in my ignorance now well uh, yeah I think we were probably uh, I think the ignorance of blooming coming up with the idea is yes the less said about that but um Dean you I dropped you a message you you returned one and you were uh, Quite quickly, I got the. I was like, thought to myself, hang on a minute, I think Dean's going to come and do the whole thing. And you were well up for it. And let's be honest, led the charge on many a leg. I mean, I know in the previous podcast, you kind of said, I remember you saying that you sort of liked the way that I kind of just got off the sofa. And when it was time to run, I just got my head down and ran. But realistically, although I may have been sort of doing that, I don't know, maybe I was grumpy or just wanted to get it over with. You sort of took the lead on a lot of runs, um, possibly because you had to get so far out of us so that you could have a dump and sort of keep, <laughs> keep up. But um, you were, yeah, I mean, you proved to be, for someone who'd been dipping in and out of training in 2022, you proved really strong. And at the end, you were, you know, you probably had a few more legs in you, but how did when you know Phil's just reflected on it with great fondness? Um, at when 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 you cast your mind back to the last time you actually did any running, <laughs> at what what springs to mind for you? I, I think I think a lot of what Phil said's right. I think there's I think I've not managed to block out as much pain as Phil has. I didn't. <laughs> uh, I, I I think we probably took on we took on a lot more than I think we realised it was. I think when you're in the position where you're, you know, the, the early morning ones. So we've already been running, you know, three or four legs and it started to take its toll. And obviously, you know, we're splitting the out, uh, the four hours or whatever it was uh, between each run. But in hindsight, actually by the time everyone's moved around and everything, it's only maybe three, two hours, 45. And I think we probably underestimated that a little bit and what the, the, the strain that that would cause as well. And then, like I say, the, the I think it was the two o'clock in the morning one was you know wasn't a, like wasn't a highlight of my life. Let's put it that way. <laughs> that was a low light of mine. And there are oh. some rumours, Dean, that the second leg we actually did, um, we invited people to walk four miles with us at ten o'clock in the morning. Waste there, of time. There is there is some rumours that there are still people out there walking those four miles. Well, the, leave them there. We, we should never have done that. That was that was the worst one we did. <laughs> I said it before. It was the worst. It was. The, I understand why it was done, but that killed me more than any other leg. I physically, that was the hardest one. I, just, I, I wouldn't have known. Would you have known, Phil, as you mentioned that? First, this is a revelation. <laughs> I, well, to be honest, I like to keep it to myself. <laughs> um, let's go back to Phil. Um, so, I mean, we anyone who wants to, if you're new to Henry Westons or you're reasonably new, um, if you go back to December last year, uh, there is a couple of, there's a there's a podcast dedicated to the run, and I think there may have been one in, in the build-up and possibly one afterwards. But there is some content revolving around that. Um, I've come up with a new idea, Phil. I'm going to run yeah. one and a half miles on the hour every hour for 24 hours, finishing with a three-mile run in hour 24. So as long as my maths aren't completely terrible, um, that equates to 37.5. I'm waiting for someone to tell me it doesn't equate to 37.5, and I've got it horribly wrong. I've written the maths out. I've done it on my phone, and it keeps coming out at 37. What's your thoughts on my latest idea? Um, yeah, it seems like 
quite a challenge again i think it's the the motivation to kind of you know we the last one that we did good decent gap in between like once you'd done all the uh all the you, you'd done the run and finished and all the rest of it you had a, at least two hours gap to get going i think this time round is going to be you know by the time you've done your run you've come back you've you know had a had a drink and maybe a little snack it won't be that long before you're up and going again so i think that's probably going to be uh the hardest the hardest bit is just to motivate the fact that you've probably only got about 20 minutes every every hour of downtime yeah so that sounds pretty mental to me is there any significance to the numbers that you've come up with the mile and a half the 37 and a half or anything like that a mile didn't seem long enough, but if I'm honest, two miles <laughs> seems scary. <laughs> two, two, mile, two miles, at tw- let's say we did 10-minute miles, so two miles seemed like 20 minutes, so two miles really did seem like I might only be sitting down for 20 minutes once I'd faffed around. Uh, a mile didn't seem quite long enough because I thought if if you go out there and have a good mile, you might be done in eight, eight and a half minutes. And then you might look back and think, I've racked up 24 miles. If I'd added half a mile, I could have got a lot more out of this. So I've pitched it in between, but no, there is absolutely no significance. Obviously um, last year when I came up with the idea and Dean quite rightly talked me out of sort of staging some of the loops through the woods, obviously there's these backyard ultras that I think originated in America, but they're all over the world, the 4.1 mile loops. So I'd, I'd had this identical loop in my head, um, but yeah, I'm not fit enough. I mean, for me to, I mean, I, you know, I go out and run 10 minute miles. So if I, if I looked at doing four minute loops, I'd, I, I wouldn't sit down at all and I probably wouldn't last 12 hours, but uh, there is no significance to answer your question, Phil. Dean, have you got any, have you got any thoughts sort of when I, when I, when I mentioned this to you, this is what I'm thinking of doing. What was your first reaction, mate? Well, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that was my first reaction. Do you know, I, to be honest, like like Phil said, it's the rest time. There's there's no rest time. You, you know, you've got to you've got to fuel, you've got to do everything you've got to do. You've got to try and get some rest. You know, it just seems mad. But to be honest, I had great intentions of this year supporting you again and going. Do you know what? When he, if he does something similar to last year, do you know what? It'll be funny to get the band back together and we'll do it again. And then you you're both up. invited, by the way. I just Absolute I didn't want bollocks. to invite Phil because I didn't want to put any pressure on the journey, as said, because contrary to Dean's belief, Phil lives in Wales, not warm. I just I so I mean in, this is this is my thinking is I really and I am probably being really naive, and I I don't think I think this run is gonna be harder. But it doesn't, I don't see it being significantly harder, even though it's going to be significantly more miles. Phil, am I, have I got those rose-tinted glasses on that you alluded to earlier? Yeah, I think so. I just If you think back that um, when we did the run last year, we, we made an error, I think, in finishing like the 10 or 11 o'clock run or whatever it was. And we said, we'll stay up. Yeah. yeah, and we'll do the two o'clock run. And we like had best intentions. We put like the in betweeners on the telly, and we had a pizza, and we didn't and play FIFA. About, and then at about quarter to one, we all yeah we didn't play FIFA. Um, we all started to run out of gas, 
Massive. And then it was too late to go to bed. Um, so then we all did the run at two o'clock, came back. There was a rush to get into bed um, to try and get two and a bit hours sleep. And then, so I just think that there's going to come that point where, you know, this is a proper endurance test in that yeah. you're going to have to survive through the night. You're going to have to, like, we managed to get two or three hours in that, whatever it was. Um, yeah, it was two. Uh, we finished two, at, two, we, we went at two, so finished somewhere around three, and then we were setting off at five. Five, we? yeah. Right, that's right. So, but even that was just just enough to kind of put some pressure back in your tyres sort of thing. Um, you're not going to get that. And I think this is going to be really hard. You're going to have to be really disciplined even just to put your alarm clock on every single hour. I think I get 20 minutes catting up here. I don't I don't do very well catnapping. I, I I am not gonna be silly enough to say I'm just gonna assume I'm not gonna get anything. I will try. Um yeah. Dean, I when I originally planned this and sent it to my cousin Patrick, who's coming along to support and he's gonna do the whole thing. He he's got reasons why he wants to do this and he's gonna come on and do a pod similar to this and talk us through his whys and, and where's. Um Originally, I said to him, I want to start, I was going to have Friday off work, I wanted to start at 6am, and for, because of Spike's work, he said he couldn't get the day off work, so we're going to start at 6pm, and I'm now starting to think that 6pm might work in our favour, because in my head, I'm thinking, if I can get through the night once the sun's up, I think that'll be enough, I mean, 12 hours once the sun's up is still a bloody long time, and it being in October, October, the sun might be going down before we finish the last loop. But by the by, what do you think to that? What's your how would what way round would you prefer it, Dean? Would you like to uh, get those day runs? Because I originally thought I'd rather do the start in the morning, um, but now I'm actually thinking this might be beneficial. I think based on the hardest point of what we did last year, it was the night stuff. And yeah. obviously, as Phil's rightly pointed out, where where you're going to have no rest, you're going to have no sleep. You, you know, you're, you're struggling to get that sustenance in for the next phase every time. I would do it the way you're doing it because you're going to hit that. Your sixth run is going to be midnight. Yeah, seventh, eighth. You know, those hours in the morning. So you you you're going to break the back of it before the next morning sunrise comes, like you say. And then that might give you a little bit of second wind to go, do you know what? Actually, that's the worst bit done. It's all it's all downhill. We can do it now because no doubt through, through the day as well, you're going to get more people joining you for certain legs and things during the day runs than you will through that night. But if you're doing it the other way around and you've done, you know, 23 legs and then you've got another you know, three or four to go, whatever it is you're doing. And it's two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. No one's joining you. And as we know from that... Johnny the, Boswell will be run, there. Yeah, in his, <laughs> in, his, in his shagging camper van out the front. Yeah. Uh, but you'll be uh, you'll be going to the bollard and going, I'm, I've just, I can't, I can't cope. I'm not so, going anywhere near that bollard. It, it's no. too far away. Anyway. It's exactly two miles from my front door. So it, it can't come oh. into the equation. Um, I think I think, it's, I think it's a good point just to just to rest on for a minute that um, yeah, firstly starting with the hardest bit is good. Also, when you think about your recovery, you finish at six o'clock, you'll go straight into a nighttime routine as well. Yeah. So, like one of the things that has ruined my world since we did that charity run last year is that 
my recollection of the world's best ever World Cup final ever, ever, ever is me just trying to keep my eyes open because I've got restless legs and I'm yeah, fucking same bored. Um, and apparently it was like the best game in the world we've ever seen in a World Cup. Um, but not not to me. So thanks, thanks for that. The other thing just to quickly say is that although you'll do the hardest bit overnight, I don't know whether, Stu, I don't know this about your personality or not, if you're prone to any irritability, but there's... I don't know. I don't know either. Um, but there are, there's obviously going to be more people around in the day when you're there's... more tired. Yeah. And, you know, kids, <laughs> wife, helpful people, you know, <laughs> you're gonna have to bite your tongue mate you could um <laughs> do, do you know what mix it up you could walk a leg <laughs> this, well, this is almost we're almost going to segue into a question i've got for phil dean and you've you've, you've helped me out there Phil, my, i'm not sure as per usual it's a long way away i'll start thinking if there's going to be any strategy and tactics i'll get round to them nearer the time but i i was thinking when i was running the other day because i went out and pushed myself i'd set a new pb for my 5k and I push myself a little bit and I've just about if I really go for it I can go at just under eight minute miles for a reasonable amount of miles now so in theory if I wanted to I could probably get a mile and a half done in about 12 or 13 minutes if I wanted to standard standard running I, I'm going to be 15 16 minutes is there am I gonna do you personally think not this is an medical question but do you personally think i'm going to gain will i gain anything from having four more minutes sat down or do i risk pushing myself for to save four minutes and actually wearing myself out quicker i think the um the energy you expend by pushing yourself will not be and therefore getting four minutes rest four minutes extra rest will not be worth that extra rest as opposed to taking four minutes longer running. Do you understand I, what I mean? I, I agree. My, in my head, I'm thinking 10 minute miles is 15 minute mile and a half. Yeah. Sit down, faff around. If I want to, I've got 40 minutes, 37, 38 minutes before I have to get up. And I know how I, I, I don't like this. It's, I hate being out of breath. It puts me in a bad mood. I don't like it. I don't recover well. I get back from, 5k's and feel like i never want to run again come back from nice 10 mile runs at 10 minute miles i'm like that was quite nice i do a 5k pushing myself i'm like don't want to run again um dean sounds sounds like um sounds like mrs butler's a lucky woman if you're not happy to get out of breath (laughs) (laughs) dean how would you approach it i think i I think i think feels right i just think you just it's about completing all of the runs and the, the yeah. harder you push yourself in the first three or four, just for that, oh, I can nick a minute here and there, you, you'll you'll look back and, like I say, halfway through the challenge and be going, why did I do it? My legs hurt. I'm tired. It wasn't worth it. And you've also got to add in if you're if you're doing the early ones and you're stretching yourself, and you've you know you've not warmed up properly, things like that. I won't have warmed up. Well, there you go. So if you push yourself, there's more likelihood you'll pull a muscle, you'll do something wrong. Like you had a pain in your ass cheek or something last year, didn't you? Was it ass cheek? Uh, Oh, groin. Always, Ah, always groin. Um, Always playing with my groin. Yeah. So you just don't, it would just ruin it for you. And then again, you'll be hard on yourself going, okay, I've I've hurt myself because I was silly. I haven't listened to Dr. Phil. 
you know, and, and, and I'm hobbling. Yeah, and I've and I've and I've cocked it, and then you'll be really, really grumpy, Stu, as opposed to just grumpy, Stu. What? Um, so, did we think? Is is it? Because in my head, I think damage limitation. If 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 I have to go slow, but it means a little bit less rest. I could get to the point where it's two in the afternoon. I've got four legs to go, and I'm feeling really quite strong. And then I've got the option to to just push it just because I can, because I've only got four legs to do. But like you say, I think if I get to midnight and I've done six legs and these old Billy Big Bollocks with tight bollocks, tight hamstrings, tight calves, you know, that's not going to go well, is it? No. 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 Um, Actually, you can can even moderate your run. So if if your general run is, like if if your quick run is an eight-ish minute mile, but a slower is a nine ten minute actually you could probably get more rest and more benefit from going even slower yeah i know that's kind of counterproductive but you're keeping your muscles going it's a kind of you're not even you're not even exerting yourself it's more like a a quick walk rather than don't don't say the w word but you know it's a quick walk rather than uh than a run yeah yeah so yeah yeah. i think because i've got i know i've got a few I've got a few boys, few of the cricket boys are coming along and I know from their Stravas that they sort of run slightly different paces and generally a lot quicker or a bit quicker than me. And I'm I'm not one of them. I'm not going to put pressure on myself to, and I don't suppose they'd come and go, That they'd probably come and sort of try and keep up with me and spite, you know, they won't come and set the pace. But Dean, if I ask you just sort of off the cuff, what do you see as potentially being my biggest challenge or our biggest challenge. This isn't me. There's people coming along to do the whole thing. I've got a mystery guest coming along. So there's at least three people signed up to do the whole thing. Um, biggest challenge for you potentially, then what would you think that, re- is it going to be the sleep? Is it going to be the nutrition, the lack of rest? What would you pick out? It's rest. Rest. You you know, any, any sportsman, anyone that does any form of sport, anyone that does any form of training, you know, you look at, loads of advice that Gibby gives out all, you know, all through the year. And he goes, your rest days are important. Your rest, your rest period is important. It allows you, your muscles to recover. You're not giving yourself any of that. You're adding more and more and more um, strain on, you know, just your legs as an example. And then you're going to go out and do it again. Then you're going to go out and do it again. And I mean, I I think you're a bit off your head, but (laughs) where's, where's the mental battle, Phil? I mean, I know, Obviously, this podcast started because I wasn't necessarily mentally weak as a person, but I had to, I'd had some mental issues with anxiety and my, my alcoholism and addiction. Uh, I've proved to be reasonably mentally strong at, at parts during recovery and in recent, you know, the run last year. I think we all held it together. That's at that two o'clock leg that Dean talks about when I was on your shoulder praying that you would walk just so that I could walk, <laughs> but you didn't and I didn't. Um, Where's the, what is the the mental, where, where are the mental risks, Phil? The darkness, the loneliness, it's not going to be lonely, there'll be people with us, but what what can you, where, where do you see the, the mental issues being? Well, yeah, I think there's a, there's a few. I think the, the the lack of sleep will be one. Yeah. Um, actually, the constant company. Yes. Might actually, be, might actually be problematic. Not, I, I, you know, I'm sure the people that you're running it with are, are lovely people but when you're in each other's pockets in quite a strained scenario Tense. then 
Yeah, it could just, you know, it has the chance, doesn't it, to, to fall apart. And the other thing that I think was, uh, not fall apart, that's probably too strong, but you know what I mean. Yeah, could, a bit of friction maybe. Um, and the, the other thing that I guess that we haven't touched on yet is, have you got 24 different routes planned out or are you going to start getting really bored and pissed off with the same mile and a half? It is going to be the same mile and a half. Okay, so I think that that's, that is a mental challenge because they'll they'll become a part of that mile and a half, however short it is, but you'll go, oh, there's a little rise here. That I fucking hate this rise. Or, oh, my knees can't take this little downhill. Or, oh, that bollard. You know, that bollard, yeah. Um, but, the, yeah, you'll get that because you're going to go presumably 0.75 out and 0.75 back. You're going to see the same point. I can't do the maths quickly enough. 48 times plus a bit more. Yeah. 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 I mean, that they're, they're, they are my concerns. And it's not, it's something that we were going to talk about. And we might as well talk about it now. We've sort of talked about that run. And I, there will be more content revolving around the run. And we'll touch on it the rest of this podcast. But, Dina, you haven't been running so much. But, Phil... You've been keeping up with your mileage this year. You, you know, you said you, the other day you'd surprised yourself with how many miles you, you're well you're well beyond six hundred now this year. Um, but you did say would it you know you might be getting a bit fed up of running the same routes. You know, you live in the little fiefdom of, in, down in Wales there, and you sort of isolate a little. Hold on. Phil lives in Wales. It was twenty years I ago, dude. I, it, I think the thing that surprises you is the fact that we've got the internet. And I'm able to join you on these calls. That's what it is, isn't it? How, I'm on, how the, I'm you, on the old dial-up. How are you, you? Are you are you struggling a bit, Phil, with with not being? Is it that the fact you are unable to vary your route because of your location, or is that the problem, or you're just getting bored with the few limited routes that you have on offer? No. So there's a, there is a so I live at the top of quite a big hill. Um, which is, I don't know, two kilometres long at about 10%. So I never run it. I always, I run down it, but I, I use it as my warm down to walk back up it. And then there is a cycle path that takes me to the nearest small town. So I've probably done about 4Ks before I can look at varying the route, either down the river or by the canal or over to the playing fields or thereabouts. Um, but there's always that four kilometres every single time um and it's I, I think i just get the motivation is actually those four four starting k's and four ending k's where it's like it's always the same and the cycle path is full of dog shit and i just get bored of having to dodge around people and could, be, could be human shit you know these runners <laughs> it could be you never know um i've not been there yeah <laughs> um so yeah, I think it's I think it is just that. I've kind of, you know, I still try and keep myself occupied with like listening to podcasts and audiobooks and that sort of stuff. There is a friend around the corner um who runs who I run with frequently. <laughs> Normally um, I sit just before you get to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but we yeah, we we're finding that as a yeah, mentally it's a bit of a challenge. Um, and we seem to be taking, we're getting to that age where we're taking it in turns to be injured. So, uh, yeah, we don't, we're not running together as often as we were. Well, Dean, you did, um, was it 
was it February last year or the year before? You you did some charity running and you yeah. ran three five k every day for a month. Yeah, five k minimum every day in February, which you took the piss out of me and said you chose the shortest month and all that abuse. Yeah, well, justi- <laughs> justifiably yeah, took well. the piss because you did choose the shortest month. <laughs> well, I'm glad I did. Um, how did you? But you you varied that a bit. You got in the car and went and met people. Did that help? Yeah, because um, it, when I did them in the mornings, it was slightly different because I would just go out straight from home. And I I did, um, I had like three routes that I would usually do. One down the cycle path, down Sheldon. Um, you can run down that, run up to that Almond House at the top of um, uh, the Betsanger Estate, back down, back up is, is 5K. There's another t- two little loops I would do. So it wasn't so bad. But the, it was the monotony that, like Phil said, seeing everything the same all the time is just it's, it's just soul destroying because you you know subconsciously when you're running you're not always thinking about oh it's going to take this long to get home you're just you you're just to, you're just you running didn't, you didn't have to worry about day twenty nine thirty or thirty one though did you no I didn't I, I mean it was uh, I mean I, I fuck off, fuck off um, anyway <laughs> I stopped nibbling at him Dean yeah. <laughs> as, as the uh, as the runs then continued and I was like into like day 15, day 16 of it, it was very difficult to keep going to the point where, you know, it's time to come back because it just felt so far away and you just kept thinking, right. Okay. Well, I know I've got to get there before I can turn. And that in itself was, was a strain mentally because you're like, Oh God, am I going to get there? And then you get there and you're like, Oh God, I've still got half the distance to get back. And then you'd get home. You go, well, I've got to do that again tomorrow. So I was, and it was, I mean, it's different. It's slightly different to yours because I was at least getting some rest. I mean, as much as sometimes I did an evening and then the following morning, it was all like, I was checking the weather and everything at the time, trying to do the most favorable conditions. And then, but within the shortest month, on the shortest month yet, my my twenty eight day challenge. <laughs> you raised some amazing money for a wonderful cause. Yeah, yeah, no, well, that's but that's what Phil said before, isn't it? You know, when he when he opened up about his memories of the run we all did together, it's he knows what it felt like when he gave that money to uh, the charity that was important to him. And yeah. if you can go away with that element of it, the physicality of it doesn't exist as much. You can block it out because you selfishly have that really good feeling that you've done something wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we're all ready, to be honest, we're already on target. I, I wanted to raise 500 pounds. We've hit 500 pounds. I'm still waiting for some uh, money that has been pledged to come in. So we are already well over a hundred pounds over the 500 pound target. And and like I say, I don't want to keep plugging it. I'll put a link in the comments. All this talk of running to go running, Phil, you have to have shoes on your feet and you brought up a wonderful point that you've run you know, similar to me, we were sort of both around that six six fifty miles this year, and you pointed out that shoe manufacturers would suggest that me and you should probably be on about our fourth pair of running shoes this year. Running shoes are expensive. I was lucky that every or whatever they called messed up at Christmas last year and delivered me a pair of shoes late, and then even later another pair of shoes turned up. So I got two for one. So I've got a <laughs> spare pair of running shoes and only had to pay for one of them, but they were 80, 88 pound for, 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 to yeah. buy the one pair. Um, I know, I know my current shoes are 
beyond their mileage and they feel they don't feel like they did but i don't feel i've got my value for money out of it. I, and i'm not you know i'm not poor but i'm not swimming with cash. i don't want to go and spend another 90 pound on those shoes because they in my opinion they got a lot of life in them phil and the manufacturer suggests otherwise um your thoughts on this because you sort of brought it up and it's a discussion with you know we see what dean has to say about it it's we don't want to go. I'm not going to get into the conspiracy theories yet that Dean wants to get into later. But ah, uh, ah, <laughs> uh, is is it is it right and is it fair for these manufacturers to suggest to us that our eighty to ninety pounds on a decent pair of running shoes is only realistically going to get us two to three hundred miles of effective use? Yeah. So well, I thought. Well, I think the. Can they? Well, I think the, I think the question is, can they can they make them to last longer? And I don't know if there is an answer to that because you know the, the soles are made out of rubber, and you know when you compare it to a car, you have to replace the car uh, tires. There is a comfort issue, and yeah, you only replace the car tires when the tread's going. And well, know, I replaced mine when it popped this year because I was lazy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, but the, I've still got plenty of tread on my trainers. So I'm on my, I had a new pair for Christmas that I didn't actually start using until February. And actually I'd also taken the risk of trying something new that I hadn't tried before. So a nice pair of Mizuno trainers, haven't really liked them. So still. Mine are Sorconis and it's the first pair of Sorconis I've ever had. I've yeah, got a pair of those. So, They're amazing. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> well, not that so I use I, them, uh, <laughs> yeah. and they're pretty yeah, yeah. clean and shiny, dude. <laughs> clean, yeah. It'd be February so, soon, yeah. I, I did, I, yeah. So, I took that risk, had a pair of shoes, didn't really like them, have updated them again because I'd gone to that. I think Strava will let you know when you've done your 500Ks or something like that, or whatever. Time you can you can set your Strava up, can't you? If you log yeah. your shoe, and I mean, I think it's that clever that. It, it has all the recommended mileage from the manufacturers, doesn't it? So if you log a mile with that shoe, it will tell you. Yeah. So I think, um, so I've, I've gone back to what I've always worn, um, which is fine. But when I was looking at it, I've done, done the research, just got a quick Google search and all the rest of it. And it's been a long standing kind of recommendation, 10, 15 years or more that manufacturers have always said X distance, you should upgrade your shoes because of risk to injury and a risk for injury and all, all of that sort of stuff but by rights i should be in this calendar year already on my third new pair of yeah. shoes and it, yeah it is it's expect if you're doing 100 miles a month then or thereabouts then you're you're going to need four pairs of shoes a year well i mean i'm i don't i don't i don't i still don't consider myself a runner even though it's been nearly four solid years of running for me and i don't i just sort of bimble along but i average it's been up to a bit lately on Shara. It says 40, but I average generally 20 to 25 miles a week. And I don't feel like that's a lot of miles, but Dean, that can equate to quite a lot of finance from what I would describe myself as a bit part runner. Yeah, to, to be honest, I again, I'm name dropping in, but I only really get new shoes when Gibby tells me it's time to get new shoes. Because <laughs> I didn't, like Phil obviously did the research behind how many miles and everything like that. And I just had the one pair of shoes and blah, 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 blah. And when I was training for some running event last year, 
I don't mention. Um, in London. That's the first time Gibby brought it up and said, you know, you, you should be doing this. You should be monitoring um, your, your footwear. It has a shelf life. You know, you can't just keep using the same over and over and over because obviously it's, it's, it's bad for you. I would, I've never looked into the science of it. I don't know if it's just what people say to make you buy more shoes, but I'm gullible enough to do it. No, but and- I, I like buying shoes. I just, I just like... I don't, I've got loads of pairs of shoes sitting around in boxes that have been there for years. They're just not sadly running shoes. I, I don't know. But the thing is when you put that new pair on and probably the second or the third run, when you put that new pair on, you're like, yeah, that they feel better. I don't, I yeah. don't think it's a mental thing. They do feel better. And I know the pair I'm currently using don't feel like they did when I first, stepped out and it's not a it's not necessarily a pace thing phil or a comfort thing it's it's a feel isn't it yeah it is a feel and i think actually you feel it in the recovery as well like if you i find it in my calves but um i've noticed that when my shoes are either not fitted right or um they're coming to the end of their life my calves are more frequently tight and I'm more prone to injury at that time. I've noticed it with the last two pairs that I've pulled my pulled my calf and ended up having two or three weeks off. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, yeah. So yeah, now I'd I'd love love manufacturers to put a bit more effort into the science and say, uh, but they're not going to, are they? Don't no, like, Phil, I've I've had a break from running as well, Phil, but that's just because I'm lazy. Well, no, I thought you had mentioned earlier on that Gibby had said how important it is to rest. So you've taken like nine months so far, haven't you? Uh, I've taken seven months. And, <laughs> I, and and I did do a run last week. Talk talk us through it, Dean. Go on. Oh, it was embarrassing. I did, uh, I did three kilometres as if I was running through treacle. I'm sure I developed asthma on that run. Um, I don't know. I don't know what was going on. It was... It was just hot. It was horrible. I didn't like it. And do you know what? All it did was re- remind me how much I hate running. Why, why did you go there? Why did you do it? Because I've been on holiday and it was um, all inclusive and I'm fat. Okay. <laughs> you know, so. so you didn't have an all inclusive gym on site. Yeah, they did. I just didn't use it. Um, oh, okay. They had people on rollerblades bringing me mojitos whenever, whenever I scanned this QR code. So that was enough. And to be honest, I'm, I, I'm not one of these people that go, uh, you know, I'm big boned, I'm this. I'm not. I'm lazy and I'm fat because I eat more calories than I burn off. There we go. You'll, you'll, okay. you'll get it back, Dean. Let's, let's knock the running nail on the head for now because it's been brilliant. And thank you all both for your thoughts. 